That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What, what, what? Happy, happy hour. Come on, the fabulous Nina West. Hello. Yeah. Drag Race is here. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. What an honor. This is my morning show drag because we're not doing this at regular happy hour time. So um, you are the hottest thing. See, first of all, like you're like the, the, the rage of everywhere but because we're political nerds here mm-hmm. because AOC, who's yeah, our I rock know. star, right. yes. our political rock star, is loves you, right? Has been tweeting. We have the, we just have to hear this. This is the, first of all, between you getting DM'd by Rihanna. <laughs> Pardon us. This is from RuPaul's Drag Race. Here's- I am so sad. I mean, I don't want to do spoilers, but oh, again, no spoilers, but to the queen that went home this week, just know how important you are to the bigger picture and i'm so proud of you and your fundamental kindness and goodness and i'm just really looking forward to watching you grow and you're amazing and i'm sad but i'm excited for you wow wow uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact yeah, that you, first of all, I know it takes you three hours to do your makeup, so that's why you didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, yeah, it is so overwhelming when you um, are put, first of all, into this kind of the spotlight and have this moment. Yeah. I'm having a moment right now. And uh, the and someone that you love and respect who's done so much for the community that you're in and right. part of um, and is using your voice for everybody. Well, because you're an amazing political activist. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you, she was actually she was responding on Twitter to a Out magazine saying, "With activism as a key part of her drag, Nina West has raised over two and a half million dollars yeah, for amazing. local queer and Thank trans you. communities in Ohio." You live in Columbus. Our yep. first uh, our first affiliate was Columbus. That's we love we it love was. Columbus. We, well, that's a, well, we love you. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, people. I think uh, second guess a city in the Midwest, uh, especially yeah. in Ohio, as being a progressive hub and a, a place where. Uh, free thinkers come together to have conversation yeah. uh, that is uh, both enlightening and, and, and yeah. encouraging. But I love what she said there and what she tweeted. She said, uh, in our house, we name a queen uh, of hearts, Nina West, and that is you. Thank you for being a relentless example of kindness, consciousness, compassion, and courage. Thank you for using your gifts to focus on voices plus issues that deserve all the shine and elevation in the world. Oh. That like made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, especially in Donald Trump's America. That, that just 
kindness, you know, the way like you're, you're interacting with kids and the way you're trying to just teach. Well, we have the biggest bully in the world in the Oval Office, right? Yeah, yeah. I think wouldn't it be great if the person who can help uh, take him down is someone who's absolutely the opposite of that? Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and someone who can actually help change minds and change hearts is somebody who's who is the antithesis of Donald Trump. It almost someone. sounds like you're talking about somebody who's running for president. <laughs> <laughs> First we'll have Mayor Pete and then and then we'll have a drag queen. We'll yeah. Be yes. Right. The, 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 state of, the State of the Union will be late because it takes them three hours three to, hours to, to do their drag. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't have, we don't have Chas to be First Lady so Nina West can be the Thank First you. Lady. That's right. <laughs> um, we were, I, this is, I, I, this because our friend is obviously is works on RuPaul. I, I did not know that you guys all make and sew all your own wardrobe mm-hmm. and do all your own hair and drag makeup. And well, it takes- that's lib. That, speaking of liberal, that's pretty. That's pretty generous. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't. I actually sew very little. Um, my I because of how busy I've been and, and am. I usually don't do my own hair. Right. Um, I mean, I've oh, of course have the skills to yeah. do it, but yeah. Um, at, even when you get to the stage of Drag Race. You are given only so much time to be able to prepare yeah. and get ready and to have things pretty much, um, I get ready to go. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to also cultivate the skills of networking to help find people that are willing to help you out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, your uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is uh, it uh-huh. actually less terrifying than the actual. <laughs> <laughs> Though terrifying, <laughs> still, still scary. A little, so. She's a little more over the top. <laughs> a little bit more personality there, maybe. Your smoky eye is much better. Thank yes. you, thank you. I, mean, I wrote, uh, so I wrote that uh, that song about Sarah Huckabee, and um, I, it was really important to me to get a Michelle Wolf reference in there because yes. I, I really love her so very much. Yeah. And which is really funny when we wrote the song about a week and a half later, I was in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, mm-hmm. which is uh, the home of 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 of, of, of Antioch College and. And also Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle throws yeah. this uh, this barn party every year. And I somehow scored a ticket to it. And Michelle Wolf was there. And I was trying to corner her and be like, I have a, I wrote a song about you. And you're <laughs> in my song. I referenced you in my song. And um, I just had a moment of, again, I kind of get really stupid and like, like clam up when I meet somebody I really respect. Right. And I'm like, uh, I love you. And she just walked by. She's like, thank you. It was, like, just, it was crazy. But yeah, I really, I had to get that Michelle Wolf reference in there because of yeah. the correspondence center. Right. Like she's great. Yeah. Did you scream when you got the DM from Rihanna? Did I scream? Did to you just sh- like, <laughs> I just lip I'm crying that, so much, so. I'm going to need an umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, A. Yeah, the thing with that, I was on my phone and someone on Twitter, someone had said, you just were followed by Rihanna. And I was like, oh, whatever. How do people even know? How did they? But people are always watching. Sure. Yeah. And so then I go to my Instagram and I look at uh, I look at my Instagram and I'm like, oh, there's nothing there. Let me just go ahead and just I'm gonna check my messages. Yeah. And in that moment, like a message from Rihanna had popped up. Yeah. And oh. she couldn't have been more encouraging. I've not really shared with what she said because of, you know, it's pretty private. Sure. But she's been really amazing and uh, pretty supportive. And again, I think um, just an, another incredible voice for uh, for a lot of people who um, don't always. Uh, feel like they matter so yeah. i just yeah. think she's great yeah 
Um, I, now, you have been a star fucker since you were 10. Stop it. It's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I learned by standing outside of stage doors. My grandmother trains me well. Yeah. <laughs> we we seriously have a lot in common because I love this piece about how Nina West channeled her Republican childhood into queer activism. That is my dad who ran with Goldwater. That's right. Right there. <laughs> I was a little junior dyke. <laughs> but, I mean, I love this story that you you were like knocking on doors at the age of 10, giving people voter cards for Republican candidates. It's true. It is true. I went to every, in my hometown in Stark County, I went to every single political dinner and fundraiser. I, I attended, I went door to door with my parents yeah. and my grandfather. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what is wow. how I was raised. Wow. Yeah. But, well, let's get to the star fucking. So you went oh, to the convention. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you were, you were with the Ohio right to life delegation. Wow. Well, so, yeah. Abortion, a bit a hot topic for a 10 year old gay boy. Well, of course. See, right. So, so, <laughs> I'm not going to be responsible for a pregnancy. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I will not. Hot topics. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, no, so I went with my grandfather, who was a delegate for the state of Ohio, and, I, and somehow he had another uh, event to go to, and I got stuck with the Ohio Right to Lifers <laughs> at some party um, party. Some Mexican restaurant in Houston, Texas. They, right. were, they were having some kind of gathering and celebration. Yeah. That's the first time I got drunk. Was on sangria with. Doesn't that funny to you? A twelve-year-old boy <laughs> so random is getting drunk. Actually, that sounds like the most Republican thing you could do. Right to yeah. lifers. So like, yes, we please. Basically, all alcoholic children, punch. All children should live. <laughs> but, <laughs> Don't so get them in, drunk at twelve. But you saw you. You said I love meeting people who I love. I've always been infatuated with celebrity for whatever reason. I'm a notorious star fucker. <laughs> I saw Bruce Willis and Barbara Bush, and so you walked up to to Bruce Willis. <laughs> And when you and you were ten, and you asked for an autograph, right? Yeah, I did. I followed him back behind uh, in the Astrodome. I followed him back behind, uh, kind of the rafters, and the security detail was so nice because, of course, yeah. I think I'm the only little gay boy probably on the floor. Right. And it's like, excuse me, Mister Willis, was I my name badge? That's really what they asked. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, and he was really, really nice. It was great. Well, Grinder has shown us that you are not the only gay boy on the floor at the, uh, at the Republican as convention. We, as we're finding out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, technology. Talking to, you, talking to you, Lindsay. Did you get a young Aaron Shock there? <laughs> yeah, we got briefly distracted. One. Oh, you guys are so cheeky. Um, Donald Trump's a treasonous prick. Wait a minute, Aaron Shock's ass. Yeah. There it is. Oh, it looks like he works out. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you must understand that at a, at a really like deep level. Just this sort of hypocritical, homophobic, gay Republicans that that you know, obviously, you know that's you know they they, they didn't process the way you processed. And right. Now you're using your superpowers for good, obviously. Yeah. Well, I think you get you get a little lost and confused as to what, 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 kind of what direction you're supposed to go and and and. When you're when you're my age in the time period that this was, which is the, the 1992, right. gays didn't exist in the Republican Party. Yeah. You just weren't gay yeah. in the Republican Party. I don't even know if the log cabins were around then. Yeah, they were. Were they? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, see, I'm, that's log, cabin, log cabin Republicans. <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> I came out in '94, and that's they their were, slogan. They were around. You said yes, yes. Yeah. I knew what they were. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a student. I'm a professional. I'm a woman. And I shouldn't have to worry about walking alone, day or night. I've heard it all. Honey, give me a smile. Harmless catcalls? I never know. I Carry Tiger Lady. It's a revolutionary defense tool that's based on one of nature's most efficient defenses, a cat's retractable claws. It weighs less than my phone and is designed to collect DNA. Tiger Lady is discreet and fits in my hand. And when I make a fist, claws come out like a real-life Wolverine. It's easy to use. Doesn't require training and is legal in all 50 states. Get your Tiger Lady today by going to TigerLady.com today. Tiger Lady makes the perfect graduation gift to prepare her for the world ahead. Get Tiger Lady today for safety's sake at TigerLady.com. And for a limited time, get a pack of four at 15% off. Use the code GRAD and save an additional 20% off your entire order. Go to TigerLady.com. That's TigerLady.com. Tiger Lady, the ultimate gift of personal safety for any graduate. Okay, here's the other thing we have in common is our shared love of Joanne Worley, which is, I call it my happy place. I love her. So She's called into the show a few times. My favorite part. Yes. Actually, really, yeah. I worship yes. her. Uh-huh. I worship her. I think. My favorite part of RuPaul's Drag Race is Snatch Game, which I wish I had called this show Snatch Game. But <laughs> I don't know if it I'd be taken. here today. Yeah. <laughs> but this, so RuPaul like, lost his shit. This is why you won, because you did Joanne Worley and Harvey first. Well, here's the thing. I didn't win Snatch Game, and I should have. That's the thing. Yes. I was second in Snatch oh, okay, Game to sorry. Silky. No, no, I, no. It's a point of contention for me. It's a point. Okay. It's, it's, there are a lot funny. of points of it's, contention it's, involving it's, you and Suki. I mean, right? Yeah, we have these. We have. We have it's a running storyline for the season. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, so yeah, I wanted to take. I grew up watching Laughing with my grandmother, and yeah. and um, so I was really familiar with Joanne Worley. And then um, Harvey Firestein was uh, like, I think, the gay superhero, and I think he provided me a lot of education as yeah. a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what it meant to be a gay yeah. man. And, and, if and I had happy. only met you, I I just sang inspiration to Lily Tomlin at a karaoke party on Sunday. If we had had this taping <laughs> yeah. last week, oh my we would have God. both gone and lost our shit <laughs> and asked her to bring Joanne I'm just I'm standing, I'm sitting here with you, I'm losing my shit <laughs> for, for you. I'm like, oh my Lily God. Tomlin has sat in that chair. <laughs> yeah, she has. I have to get up. And so I have to. This is not real. Are you so has Jane Fonda. I can't do this right now. <laughs> you guys, this is really unfair. And so is Bruce Lynch. Who I is, can't. Who I'm going to load up. A ne- God. Yes. Who is the absolute. Absolutely. I don't know if anyone's funnier than Bruce Lynch. No. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, my God. Because we all get asked this, right? Every time they go, like, you know, what advice would you give to young, you know, Stephanie or, you know, uh, young Andrew? <laughs> and Bruce Valanche goes, Oh, I wouldn't talk to young Bruce. He's not my type. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have talked to me. Um, You were just talking about this experience of being suddenly wildly famous. So you went to Disneyland. You are a fan of the Disney princesses. This is probably like like my Achilles heel. Like Disney is, it's like my, it's my weak point. That's how you get me. He's a Disney homer. I am. Big old Disney fag. Are you really? I am. Okay, wait, who's your princess? (laughs) Um, you know what? I am kind of old school, so it'd be, probably be Aurora. That is really old school. I know it's really old school. That's also, like, not a common choice. I know. Is, I, is that why you pick her? Because no one does? You feel yeah, bad? I, th- I think Aww. so. I mean, it was... She's, she's just she's, she's the sad the, the entire movie. You she know is. nothing about her. She's the sad please. She's the sad her. princess that no one picks for kickball. But she was gorgeous. Exactly. But she was gorgeous. Oh, so it's all looks. It is. I'm so shallow. I'm shallow, shallow. I'm I'm much I'm a much more modern kind of. Gay Who is your Disney? Gay. Princess? It's like Merida. Yeah. Hello. Oh. She's Merida from Brave. She's she, yeah. she's like she's badass. She just, oh. My Disney she, princess is Captain America. I. What? 
could get behind that. That's too. America's ass. That is. That is. <laughs> Who is yes. Aaron Shaw? Who's that? Yeah. I thought you were going to say that's about that stuff. That's, 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 that's my ass. That's yeah. it's better now. I could after Soul Cycle. <laughs> I started feeding the right wolf, and now now it's better. I mean, it's no Aaron Shock, but it's you know. No. Um, wait. So I thought you were going to say Frozen because I was told I, I to ask you about an ice off. What is an ice off? Oh my God! First of all, who told you to ask me about that? Bruin. Hard to Did say. Really? Okay. Yes. So okay. So FBI not, background. This check. is like oh my, we're done. Now, you've done. You've done your research. You, you <laughs> we're dirty, in. dirty people. Uh huh. Last thing I thought I'd be asked about is this. So it's a Smirnoff uh, ice challenge, which you better get endorsement from today after this. <laughs> right. So we usually drink at this. So if we would have, we would have, if it was in the afternoon, we would have had Smirnoff ice here. Absolutely. Really? And you would have yes. kicked all of our. So you basically, you crack open a Smirnoff Ice, and the first one to finish wins. It's a chugging contest. Oh. Because we're, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, which is yeah. a, a huge college town. Uh-huh. Sure. Binge drinking is, it's not, it's not just a pastime, it's oh, a I've way been, of life. I've been drunk in Columbus before. <laughs> it's, I mean, I have because too. I remember we landed in a hailstorm. So <laughs> you we said, were, God <laughs> damn it, give me some alcohol. And I remember my co-host Jim kept singing uh, Buddy Holly songs. I'm like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> we're going to die! <laughs> So believe me, I hit the ground. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you just chug it. And the first one to finish wins. I mean, really long term, it's like the the repercussions of diabetes because you're going to be just, I mean, yeah, because it's all sugar. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's like pure. It's it's, uh, sugar and alcohol. All right. We're going to have to have you back for a regular happy hour. (laughs) Yeah. And invite a lot of coffee happy hour. I mean, even Donald Trump has not made me morning drink yet. I mean, I might get there, but yikes. Um, so I know I don't know why it's so weird. You have this idea that all the you know fabulous queens like you live in New York, but you you live in Columbus. I live and, in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, my friend was saying that the queens live all over the cut. RuPaul in well, from RuPaul's drag, drag is huge in the South. That's like a whole different ball game. In so the South. yeah, so you mean, that that's the best part about it. Drag is like so regional. Yeah. So like wherever you go in the country, it yeah. really is kind of that town or city's kind of personality. And then you regionally have an identity. And so. you make a living at it. Like I, my friend was telling you what you guys make, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Man? Well, well, tell me I what, picked t- the wrong. <laughs> tell me what they said we make, because I would probably tell you. I don't know to make it. You're like, I need to raise my <laughs> like, rate. What am, yeah. I, yeah, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Who is your, depends on who your friend is. Is your friend RuPaul? <laughs> Chase is there. That's, I had uh, RuPaul on my late night show, and he, that was my favorite line <laughs> of my entire, you know, failed late night show. Was uh. I hugged, you know, I hugged, and I was, and I was like, "Wow, what are those made of?" I like touched his tits. I was like, "What are those made of?" And he goes, "Egg McMuffins. Who's hungry?" <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Um, so you, I have to. So you raised in Greentown, Iowa. Graduated from Denison University, degree in theater. Me too. Mm-hmm. USC. Mm-hmm. Um, you plan to pursue acting until the September 11th attacks. What yeah. happened? What changed? So I was, I graduated in May 2001, and my goal was to move to New York City. So I was living at home. My parents had just moved to Columbus, Ohio. I was um, moved home after graduating college. I went to Denison University, which is right. a small liberal arts school mm-hmm. in uh, Granville, Ohio. Right. Um, alumni include Jennifer Garner and Michael Eisner. You know. <laughs> nice. So, mm-hmm. Great pride. Jennifer Garner. I love, I love mm. her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that, uh, Thank you. Man. Kodak moment. With Very much. Mm-hmm. What? Go ahead. Just a Kodak moment? I know. Go ahead. So, um, so um, I moved home, lived with my parents, um, worked, got a job. And the intention was to move to New York City in October of 2001. 9-11 happened, and I just I just got scared. Something just changed for me yeah. in that moment. Both of my parents uh, at the time worked for government, and I remember right. coming home that day and um, hearing uh, kind of the information that they were given and how scary it was for them. And it just, 
it just was also scary. And I know we all remember that. Right. It was such a scary yeah. day. Yeah, living it was such a scary time. Yeah. And I was so green and I had no idea yeah. what I wanted and I had no experience. I went from yeah. small town to small college to all of a sudden living in Columbus and having a little bit larger of an experience and more of a, a queer experience and a gay experience in nightlife, but just not having any experience really at all at life. And so that had scared me. When did you when did you know you were gay and when did you come out? What was that? Oh my god, I knew I, I was gay. You're, I love that your parents wanted you to be an attorney or whatever. So things turned out differently. <laughs> you know, you know, same. Yeah. Very, very different. Um, um I think I knew I was gay maybe around the age of maybe twelve. Okay. Um and kinda of had that realization. I think it was seeing uh, an image of I don't even it may have been a cartoon it may have been like Gaston you know something, uh, yeah, like, something that was very like hyper masculine I was yeah, like whoa that's my Disney princess yeah. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> you know, kind of having this hyper masculine um, attraction to something that was really probably quite unattainable yeah. <laughs> and then um, I didn't come out until I came out to my friends in high school but I didn't come out publicly really to my family until my sophomore year of college. Oh, wow. And how, how did that go? Um, the circumstances with my coming out was really kind of uh, you yeah. know, problematic. I was bullied uh, on my college campus. I was running for student government yeah. as an out gay college student um, on a really small 2,000 student population campus. Yeah. Um, and so I was harassed and I was bullied and had my life threatened. And uh, I was moved out of my um, dorm room and I moved into an all-girls dormitory. Uh, for safety for two weeks while they oh, tried wow. to figure out who was doing the harassing and bullying. I mean, like, and that's where you learned hair and makeup. That's okay. where, I, yeah, <laughs> yay, stereotypes. Yes, it was like the girls' bedroom in Greece. I mean, all of a sudden, <laughs> exactly. You took lemons and made them into lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Police Dr. Channing was there. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't the same experience. She would, she would have still been in school at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think she still is in school. Um, so. Um, yeah, so uh, so we waited for the uh, this kind of campus governance process to happen, and I was really naive at the time, and the college campus had really encouraged me not to really do anything publicly or file any kind of um, oh, wow. like legal yeah. action against the university, and I was dumb and stupid and not including anybody in the conversation. Yeah. Didn't tell my parents. And then I just realized that I had to tell my family, and so yeah. the night before the campus uh, judicial hearing, I called my mom and dad and told them told them that I was gay, and they were on campus the next morning, and despite our differences you know, politically, yeah. um, they're still my parents. And, so yeah. they were, and they're pretty great at um, dealing with that moment. And yeah. then so then, was my family. And I, I, I spent so long thinking they were going to judge me that I really kind of judged them, Republican, Catholic, I thought. Yeah. By the time I told them, you know, I, well, my dad actually had, <clears throat> had passed already. But my mom, you know, she just, like, I was, of course, crying. It was a mess. And she was just like, oh, honey, why didn't you tell me? Like it was that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's things we imagine are going to be so horrible sometimes or are yeah. not, huh? Yeah, you think, um, you definitely write it one way in your mind yeah. And, yeah. Then, and you allow for that story to then even get bigger and yeah. sometimes worse in your own head. And sometimes there are instances where that does kind of take shape and take its own yeah. life and you were right. Your intuition and your instinct was right. Um, in this moment, that mine was wrong and my parents were great with it. Of course, though, I felt like we were reverting back a little bit and had to readjust as the process of my coming out and in stages of yeah. being gay to them, mm -hmm. right? Having a boyfriend, having the first boyfriend that I wanted to bring home, right. having um, start doing drag. I didn't tell them I did drag. So this is 2000 and 
This is 99. Well, that's, that's another phase. Oh, a whole other phase. Thing. I mean, it's like they got to meet another daughter. That's, I mean, that's, it's like... your, that's your next book. And another thing, yeah, Mom. And another thing. Exactly, right? <laughs> but like the phases of coming out for for me were, again, it was a, it was a, a process. And I think for yeah. everybody, but it was slow. 2099, yeah. 2012 was when they found out that I did drag. Um, and I don't know if that was because I had that waspy internal guilt. <laughs> you know, that shame that we don't let's not talk about things. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> Well, I, this is why I love that you're working, you know, with kids doing this new video. Because let's just face it, all Republicans are horrible now. Our parents don't exist anymore. So. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's things have gotten so racist, sexist, homophobic, you name it, under Donald Trump that it, it's. I feel like we're going backwards in everything, right? I mean, it, it's. I mean, they just. What was the thing they just said? The gay people can't adopt. They're trying to do that. They're yeah, trying I think to. Yeah, it, yeah. No trans people in the military. I mean, just it. It is endless, and so. I love this uh, drag is magic, right? Is the is the new EP? Yeah. Um, you're doing this, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire character. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. I first of all, I don't get that. How come like lots of guys have dressed up? But is it because they're straight actors that it? Because you're going yeah. drag has been around forever, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, so that's right. I mean, obviously, it's super problematic because you want your kids to here. You'll put them in front of the television and have Robin Williams educate them on right. on, what, on their on the concept of what heterosexual drag might be, which is perfectly fine and viable. Right. But right. Um, the second a gay man uh, is in the same that same sphere, it's very difficult for um, people to negotiate it because everything to a, a heterosexual cisgendered Republican counterpart is saying it's sexualized. Not right. all drag is sexualized. Yeah, sure. Art, you know, art, this art come this art comes in many different forms. Right. Um, but oh, I personally have never identified with that. My I don't I, and my own voice and my guys and how I want to deliver myself. It's much like I've always been childlike, the fun, yeah. the campy. Yeah. Oh no, um, I, I love the uh, the video of uh, Drag's Magic and the little you. kids, and particularly your your horrible uh, peanut butter and jelly making skills. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, as a bad I cook, I also, home, I also, yeah, yeah I also. <laughs> I also love you cited Pee Wee's Playhouse and the Muppet Show as uh, uh, of influences. Course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, you have so the big influence is Miss Savan, right? So you have this yep. super ultra feminine, right, silhouette, and yeah. really, she's just perfect and she's princess like. But then the counter to that is peewee and how rough around the edges he is and how goofy and I, mean, like, I love that i love yeah. the ridiculousness of that world and i think that drag should have that and yeah. should be that it should and be ridiculous and fun i often said that that has been the theme basically of donald trump and his whole campaign since the <laughs> yeah. beginning is i know you are but what am i <laughs> i know you are but what am i you're a nerd i know you are but what am i you're an idiot i know you are but right what am I? I know it's you his whole strategy now yeah. i'm not a traitor you're a traitor i'm no puppet no puppet you're the puppet and then every disaster is just i meant to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah Really? Huge, huge, um, huge. Yeah, <laughs> I love what you said, though, about all of this. Dra drag is an opportunity for everyone, including and especially children, to reconsider the masks we're all forced to wear daily. Mm -hmm. Children are inundated with implicit in imagery from the media about what is boy, what is girl. And I believe almost all kids are really less concerned about playing with a toy that's supposedly aligned to their gender, more concerned with playing with toys that speak to them. Um, and, so you, and you just said to all the little boys and girls who don't always see their unique selves reflected in other forms of media who are being told they're too feminine, who are told they shouldn't want to play with that toy, I want this album to be where they feel silly, goofy, loved, and seen. And I, that's more important than ever now in Donald Trump's America, isn't it? Yeah, because when, you, uh, when you're told that you have no value, and it's not just 
queer kids. It's it's uh, children of color. It's little girls. You know, it's I mean, it's a larger it's a yeah. larger uh, sound of like how our our president is treating people who are different. And yeah, um, I think it's so important that someone and and me. Um, uses this ability and this platform that I've been given. What a tremendous gift I've been given to be on this show, yeah. to be exposed to millions of people around the world, and what an opportunity to show my authentic self and share the, the, something that I powerfully well, believe in. And and you were talking about what a huge boost you've gotten you know, as already an activist. Um, tell us about the the Nina West Fund. Obviously, you've raised a ton of money. Um, established at the Columbus Foundation in 2015, is thought to be the only drag queen-supported fund of its kind in the U.S. You've raised uh, $2.5 million, but for charities like the ACLU, think people, I mean, stuff that is really so important now in these, like, daily battles we're fighting with the Trump administration. Right, so uh, in these dangerous times, I think someone should be a bright light. Someone should have some kind something shining saying, hey, don't worry, we got this. So the Nina West Foundation is trying to fulfill that gap and fill that role. It's based out of Columbus, Ohio, at the Columbus Foundation, right. uh, which is a, a, a charity organization, and um, it's a tax-deductible uh, 501c3 organization. We have supported Planned Parenthood proudly, yep. uh, the ACLU, and local organizations like the Kaleidoscope Youth Center, which services LGBTQIA youth um, yeah. who, are ch- who need a place to go after school, who might not have opportunity to be themselves for even that small hour yeah. Yeah. Uh, after school before they go home, um, as well as... Um, the Susan G. Komen Foundation. We really yeah. have looked vastly and deeply into our audiences. And Columbus, this is the truth about the great city that I'm from. Columbus has long been a test market, right, for brands to come and yeah. go come try. The Stephanie Miller show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or like a double cheeseburger. Right. Do you like this Same or thing. don't right. you? <laughs> so. yeah, it, it always has been a well, test market. Well, it's like even our, yeah. our friend who's also sat in the chair, Emilio Estevez, he just moved to Columbus. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Emilio yeah. Estevez lives oh, in God. Columbus. Oh, God. Don't tell the star fucker, for God's sake. Oh, my God. Emilio, I'll find you. <laughs> no matter what it goes. Do you remember that movie he was in with the truck that was alive? What was that movie? Was, uh, no. No. It was uh, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum oh. Overdrive. Do you remember yeah. that? I do. I, I saw it in the theater. It terrified me as a kid. But was, I loved it. Was, See, yeah. it I've, got, I've got a point for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I could do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Emilio, I remember this moment when yeah. you terrified me, but I love you. Yes. I'm the only person I think that's ever had the balls to ask him about. Paula Abdul, straight up, tell me, do you really think it was going to last forever? <laughs> no, no, no. What did he say? I was he trying left. to book her oh. for this show, Stephanie. She's the Grand Marshal of, of LA West Hall, or she's performing at LA Pride. Yeah. <sighs> All so right. Much for that booking. Right. So A free for that concert. Book. Yeah. So much for that booking. Yeah. Oh. oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that one up again. <laughs> way to go. Um, I love the way, uh, yeah, you, were, you, you have been uh, called the season's heart and soul. Uh, I mean, what do you think it is that struck a chord with people, everyone from AOC to Rihanna to, I mean, it just is. Uh... I think we're all tired of hearing the same shit and not really being present enough to stop and be yeah. told that we have value and we're worthy. And that's an okay thing to say. I don't know when it became in the last decade to turn ourselves off to kindness and and say that nice, being nice or Leading with n- kindness is a mm-hmm. bad thing. It's mm-hmm. weak, and it's weak to be uh, seen. Kindness is making a comeback. Well, I mean, <laughs> thanks to you. Yeah. I mean, oh, please, hardly. But I want. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm also not some Pollyanna, right? Like, I mean, I'm someone who has done this work for years, and I've had my. I've been knee deep in piles of shit trying to fight for what's right and for the best of our community, and so it's not. This isn't, this isn't some Pollyanna pro, a, a approach where someone's going to, oh, 
Well, she's she's just yeah. naive and stupid and has no idea of what the real world is like. I think actually, I'm so tired of yeah. how I've been treated, and I'm so tired yeah. of how people perceive me that I think it's okay for me. I'm just dealing with this yeah. in a very different approach. And it kindness doesn't mean like I still feel like you could you know put a stiletto in a bitch's eye if you had to. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. <laughs> so, reading an interview, you were asked uh, who you like in 2020. You said uh, Kamala, me too, mm-hmm. my Kamala girl, uh, Mayor Pete. Uh, you said well, Joe Biden, just this boy, you're just like any carbon based life form. Anything that's not Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's too early right now. I think it's really important to listen and to be present and to, to stand at people's. Uh, and how they're presenting themselves and, and and what they're telling us their platforms are and who's going to be really the guy or the girl, the right. woman, the man to take uh, this uh, next election. Elizabeth um, Warren, love her. Do you love yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What And it, what do you think about the whole Mayor Pete? I mean, I, we, I, we just think he's so sort of thoughtful and uh, in a way that we haven't seen sort of in he politics. Tr- but he's I, there was even that debate about, oh, is he gay enough? <laughs> I, I, that, that shouldn't even enter the conversation. I think it's, again, it's like we sometimes, what's that mean? Is he gay enough? It's kind of, it's almost like, uh, uh, you know, is he black enough? Is he, yeah. uh, you know, I, what is good enough? Well, Kamala Harris has gotten that. She's not black enough. Well, well, and, know, and Obama got that too. Yeah. Obama got that. Yeah. I don't understand what that means. I don't know how you, how you say, here's my card proving yeah. I indeed have... Right. <laughs> Taking right. it up the yeah. ass so, this many times. Some so. Republicans have said that they want evidence that uh, Pete is Do we gay. need a punch card like 10 and you get the, the I, next one free? I well, I mean, I guess he can produce that evidence once we get those, uh, those, those tax reports. I, sw- I think we can, t- <laughs> we can talk about that. I mean, I mean it's, it's always we need your, that. your homo certificate, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, wow, there's so many, I mean, we, I, this is the most research we've ever done on any human because you have just so many sort so, of, well, you, yeah. You made a huge splash this year. This yeah, was like, and everyone cared about you, everyone loved you. Well, yeah. you know, here's the thing, though. My storyline on the show was seemingly really, really faint. You know, that first episode was really questionable, and I think that my run on the show could have been problematic. Of course, when I got home nine months ago I knew how it all ended I didn't know how it was going to look to the viewing right. audience yeah. mm-hmm. so I knew that first episode was awful I made a dress that looked like crap it was terrible It was little, I called it the pimple dress and I was like this is how people and people couldn't connect to me but for the first three episodes people were desperate not I connecting I like the mushroom me. hat dress except it reminded me of Trump's dick so then it was a little <laughs> that sparkly like, uh, you really think it's that uh, dressed up and that, no, that no. show Yours is prettier. <laughs> I doubt it his I is, think that's why he has to pay for sex. This um, is guilted, though. You know it. <laughs> but you know, so, like, you know, like, I just didn't think people would connect to me. I just didn't think they would resonate uh, with a 40-year-old gay man from Columbus, Ohio, who seemingly was nothing like the, the previous winner of the season, Aquaria, yeah. who is, like, really the antithesis of Nina West. Skinny, <laughs> beautiful yeah. model. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. Um, it's your partner that started the, uh, you, you know, Nina West Fund, though, said if you encounter him, you establish a friendship within minutes. He has a unique gift to connect with anybody. And that's what I think it is. And, it, you know, it's that's one of the things. Like, when you see people screaming at these Trump rallies, you're like, have we just lost our ability to connect 
with other people. I mean, we've lost human our, beings. We've lost our ability to talk to one another, for sure. We've lost yeah. our ability to uh, not shut down if we disagree with someone. You know, like, or, or that's what we yeah. do. We do shut down if we disagree with somebody, rather than just kind of sitting there going, "Where is this? Where is this person coming from?" It's not that I believe that we have to find commonality to talk to the other side. Right. I really don't know what I have in common with someone who is a racist, homophobic, uh, bigot. I, right. You know, and I don't know where I can come together on that, on that, on those talking points. But I do think with people who are uh, concerned about their fiscal their fiscal future, I think they need to really step back and say, but what's more important, civil human decency right. or uh, uh, financial stability for, for your 401k? I don't, you know, I just... And talk about your, your own evolution. I was just reading this one part. There was a time he despised drag when he believed that drag queens were all prostitutes, drug addicts, and were an embarrassment to the gay community. You said how wrong I was. I was drag young. saved my life. Truly I was saved young. my life. Yeah. You know, I... I grew up in a Republican I was, grew up in a Republican yeah. household. My interact, my first interaction with a drag queen was was, was uh, these, other than Mrs. Doubtfire, were the depictions that you would see in film or television about right. these crackhead, drug drug dealing drag queens. Right. Rather than, you know, um, and disease ridden, you know, yeah. po- like. The bad stereotypes that we all grew up community. with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we used like, to vilify gay people yeah, for years. Yeah, like you're told, you, this is what you're told. And I think that has been such an, left such an indelible mark on gay men of my generation mm-hmm. yeah. who are. Who are have still have so much shame who carry shame with them. it was like that until rupaul hit the scene and became a national it was celebrity. even after RuPaul, that's correct because i remember like showing a friend of mine like in like the late 90s when her first album came out uh-huh i remember like that's not a drag that's not a woman or that's not a man i'm like yo yeah when i bought the single not knowing and i was again probably maybe 14 years you old better not, work. Not, you, yeah. supermodel uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> when i bought the first i had no idea that and it was a chart topping song i had no idea that it was a man no yeah. clue because on the cover album it's this beautiful black woman with this right. gigantic white hair and statuesque and stunning yeah. you think yeah, looking like Naomi Campbell you're yeah. like oh that's a supermodel yeah yeah but then you're right she has changed how people view the art form yeah yeah our friend Aisha Tyler says that she used to be mistaken for RuPaul. She's like, RuPaul! <laughs> like, Shut up! I am not RuPaul! <laughs> you think that was when she was on Friends? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not all statuesque black women look alike. But this, I mean, just... Our men! <laughs> right. Your whole evolution, though, and then into activism, I just, I mean, this part made me cry. Because of his efforts, children with disabilities are able to kayak at summer camp. Parents are able to live close to their sick children while they're hospitalized. Families who can never afford a trip to Disney World have been sent there for free. Women with disadvantages trying to make it in the workforce have a nicer dressing room to try on professional attire. Um, you know, I feel, I've said this often, haven't we, that we feel like this is the only way we're going to take this country back is like one act of kindness at a time, like one sort of, you know, connection with a loved one at a time. I mean, my mom and brother are still Fox News watching Trump voters, but she's my mom. She's 96 and she just just diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And, you know, like I... I love her. And so, you know, I know some people, we just don't really talk politics anymore. But but it, but again, you know, you, you just think like those are all human beings. They're our friends and our family members that we have to. And it just, I just, I love the way you're, you're influencing the dialogue. Well, you know, I think, Stephanie, that's what resonates with, when I hear you talk. I mean, that is my story. And, you know, I don't, my mother and I really have to avoid talking about politics because she gets so heated and so invested and yeah. equally, I get that passion from yeah. her, and yeah. I understand that. And like, it's painful to me to go home at Thanksgiving and want to talk 
and have open and candid conversations about the things that are important to me and that I love and yeah. it just can't happen. Does she and, say things like, I see that communist AOC likes you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, mom? Mom, is that you? You had her call in. How sweet. <laughs> <laughs> my brother calls oh her a little God. bartender from the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, it's this... And that's, again, it's this condescension that we have to get past. It's the condescension that we're not worth... That they feel like we're not worthy enough or because we come from a different stock or a different idea, a yeah. set of ideals. And first of all, isn't that the Republican American dream that she's in Congress now? Yeah. She and came she, from and nothing and, and was a she did it And yeah. she did it. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, isn't that, isn't that kind of the, well, yeah. it used to be the ideal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not any longer. No, exactly. Tell us about uh, Andrew. Um, I feel like we're in like a Batman or like a, a Superman Clark Kent thing single. because you are not currently in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are, are only in the theater of the mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing that rainbow outfit that you wore. <laughs> <laughs> so just, yeah, close your eyes. I'm wearing a lacy <laughs> No, I did ask. I'm like, am I supposed to call him Andrew or Nina and, or? And Chris, we do have a video hat on. Yes, Chris yeah. is wearing sugar canes out there right now. Oh, too. you look gorgeous! Like, yeah, hearts, hearts. Here we go, hearts. But what? Uh, do you have a partner? What's your life like? No, in I'm Columbus? single. I am, oh, uh, yeah. hello. Single AF. Hello. A- single. Boys. All the AF. <laughs> Someone needs to bring all the boys to the yard in Columbus. <laughs> no, I'm going to be on the road too much. So Are just you? come to my to city near you. Oh, you <laughs> would be a fantastic husband. I mean, you know, it's just that's what we're all looking for, right? Your yeah. kind of kindness and gentleness. and Yeah, I think it's very sweet of you to say, if you can say it to the right person, preferably Chris Hemsworth. Really. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, no, who's yours? Who's yours? Who's yours? Uh, I, uh, who's my, I'm, Celebrity I'm, I'm, crush. Oh, I'm married. Oh, you're so married, so you don't dream? Uh, you Chris don't Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. Oh, Evans. That is America's ass, Captain and also total liberal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Total hardcore liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go, let's go with Chris Evans. Hardcore liberal with a hard ass. Yeah. Bounce quarters. And he's got a gay brother. Yes, he does. Yeah. You're just, yeah. You've got all the got, talking points. You're ready covered, for this I, question. Yeah. And it's America's <laughs> ass. And it's America's ass. How about you? I mean, just... Probably Chris Maloney. Uh-huh. I met... Oh, my God. Can I tell you this story? Sure. So we were doing... Oh, oh my God. So, oh, my God, yes. Uh, they filmed a movie with Christopher Maloney and John Travolta at uh, the gay bar that I work at in Columbus, Ohio. Uh-huh. Really? I forget what the movie is called. Um, but it went straight to DVD. Okay. Um, but it was this was like two years ago, and the interesting. It wasn't the John Gotti movie was it? No, it was like um. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. But um, but I I, I met Christopher Maloney outside because oh. I oh like a, that I am I am the star. I, I told you I'm a star fucker. I right. stood outside of the nightclub that I've worked at for 18 years, waiting to meet him. And he came out. and He could have been more more nice. And then John Travolta came around <gasps> the corner. Oh. What. <laughs> That's what they said when they were trying to get to that next level, that Scientology skit. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> huh? When they're trying to cross the bridge. Are you, yeah. are you being suppressive and glib? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Is this, am, I, am I at the Scientology Center right now? Uh, it's, it's a few blocks from here. I know it's it is. Yeah. I know it is. Oh, but no, I, I went to go say hello to John Travolta, and I was cut off at the yeah. pass Ooh. by a, a few of his Scientologist friends. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Handlers. That'll happen. Yeah. Sure, we'll call them handlers. Yeah. People with the tranquilizer guns. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie you're thinking of is called I Am Rock. Drag Tween Ted Oh, my God, that's it. How did, that's it. That's yeah. Google. Yeah, Google. You were really quick. Were they talking into their wrist going, Drag Tween 10 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> Look out, queer man, queer man. <laughs> 
Don't let the queers <laughs> near Travolta. He might be. Okay, we have got to. We are the Stephanie Miller show is now on a mission, Travis. We have got to get Nina West married. Can you imagine the bridesmaids? All RuPaul's queens. RuPaul, of course, will officiate. I can be the flower girl. Bruce Lynch has to write the vows. Yes, we will do a double wedding with me and Jennifer Garner, who I know is straight, but you you dropped her name, so let's just. As long as we're fantasizing, I would actually rather have Michelle Visage. Officiate the wedding. Oh, she would be oh, so yeah. good. And she would say to your husband, if you ever fuck with her, I will take you down. <laughs> she will lecture yeah, him. She would, yeah, she would. And she'd probably read, read his look on wedding day. Yeah. And correct it really quickly and say, but we're here for love. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nina West, I am uh, no AOC. I am just a little no, lady that does fart jokes in my basement. And But this has been such a thrill and an honor yeah. and a pleasure. And I hope you will come back. I mean, now that I know you're such a star fucker. I mean, we can assemble a party that'll make oh him shizzle himself, yeah, right? Yeah, be in town. Let us Judy, know. Judy, don't say that because I will. I will be here. I'll be knocking on your garden door. Oh, it'll be like That's laughing. Not like a sexual. It'll reference. be like laughing. Oh, who's that? <laughs> who's that, Nina? Oh, look, Joe Roy's here. Yeah. Oh yeah, just the guest list of the party she was at on Sunday. Yeah. Who was there on Sunday? Leslie Ann Warren, Lily Tomlin, Stop. Okay, Jane Leslie Wagner, Warren. Judy Tenuta. Oh. I think Leslie Ann Warren was the first time that I realized that I. You could be fabulous and not still fall in love with a woman. I then from Clue, right. like I just oh was, yeah, right. As Miss Scarlet, she was yep. so fabulous to me, her. but I couldn't I, understand why I didn't love her because she was like pure sex walking yeah, in that right. room. I've never not uh, run into her and said, "Pookie, I'm horny." <laughs> 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 Nina West, uh, I I forget your Clark Kent name, Andrew Levitt. Andrew. <laughs> All right, whatever. He's, she's Nina this. West. <laughs> thank you, honey. What a pleasure. No, happy, thank you. What an honor. Oh, me too. Happy happy hour. Yeah. Yay! Thank you. It's the happiest Woo! hour ever. Hey, this is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts.